Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast with two guys in their 20s, giving their perspective on the games that we love, the headlines on pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. Iron Host Winter Burns, and my counterpart Savon Morris was not able to be here on this one, but he will be back next week. And again, I'm joined by a special guest today, um, Serge Prevere. Um, he's been on countless times, a really good friend of the show. And this episode, we're going to do a, an exclusive review of King Richard. But Serge, uh, thank you so much for being back on, man. Hey, it is a pleasure to be back on. So. Yeah, man, absolutely. And to start with the overview for King Richard, um, King Richard is a 2021 biographical drama film directed by uh, Ronaldo Marcus Green and written by Zach Balin that follows the life of Richard Williams, the father and coach of famed tennis players Venus and Serena Williams, um, who serve as executive producers of the film. Um, it stars Will Smith in the title role, Anjane uh, Ellis, uh, uh, Sania Sidney, Demi Singleton, Tony Goldwyn, and John Bernthal. It had a budget of $50 million and brought in $16.9 million in the box office. Um, also has a 91% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but to you, Serge, like, what were your just initial thoughts on a film that, you know, really included an inspirational story of uh, parental perseverance? So my initial thoughts, uh, specifically in regards to this film, um, I thought it was fascinating because I did not know who Richard Williams was. Um, had no idea about who he was, his lifestyle, uh, how much of an influence um, he was upon his kids. And so when this movie came out, I had no expectations. I, I didn't know what to think, but I knew that Will Smith was going to be starring in it, and I was looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, but nonetheless, um, it was an excellent film because despite the fact that, I mean, I knew who Serena Williams w- was. I knew who mm-hmm. uh, Venus Williams was because, you know, they're one of the most famous, if not athletes. most famous yeah. athletes uh, in regards to their division. But the fact that, their biggest influence in regards to their career was a father and having this film portray that and what they had to go through and how much, uh, not only pressure, but also love that he poured upon them in order for them to become the athletes that they are now um, mm-hmm. was quite fascinating. And so typically whenever you have these films that kind of uh, call back to the life of a well-known famous person, like let's say uh, Denzel Washington playing um, Malcolm X or, let's say the movie Salem, which is a, a biography of Martin Luther King Jr., you typically don't have their parents being the focal, focusing point of the film. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is this film is different because instead of it being the primary focus on the sisters, the athletes, it was focused on the individual who influenced them. And so that was a fascinating yeah. spin. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and now getting into our first topic for One to Four Stars, what would you give it? Um, in, in terms of just like the, the 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 rating you would have for it, and kind of some of the the key points in terms of your your final uh, your final analysis for your rating from one to four stars, what would you particularly give it? Yeah, I think I'll give it a three point five out of four. And okay. so, yeah, I think that would be yeah, I, yeah. I, I would probably give it three and a half. You know, it really just transcends sports uh, biopic formulas, which just you know kind of refreshingly nuanced storytelling and Will Smith delivers a very commanding performance. Um, but in terms of this movie kind of maybe going against the grain in terms of like typical sports movies, like do you think this one was like maybe like a more unique one that just didn't, it, it wasn't just kind of like an, an archaic one and just very like predictable, but do you think this one kind of developed into something that was a more deeper or not, not more deeper, but just kind of like a more developed um, sports film? Yeah. I would say its uniqueness 
is found specifically in its portrayal of Richard Williams himself. Because like typically, yeah. a lot of the uh, sports movies that I've, that I've watched is focused on, let's say, the athlete. Let's say, for instance, um, I watched the recent Colin Kaepernick uh, Netflix show, right? Yeah. And Colin Kaepernick is a famous football player, controversial, but famous. And that TV show was specifically centered on his life and how he grew up. But in King Richard, right, the Williams sisters are the athletes, but yet this movie is typically focused on the father himself. So in regards to uniqueness and how it's separate from, you know, various other sports films, I think that's where, where it's found. Now, in regards to how it's filmed, how it's formatted, I think it's quite similar to a lot of other sports films. Um, yeah. And so, Definitely. Um, and now transitioning to our to our next topic, favorite character. Um, t- to me, I would go with Brandy Price as she really embodies the family's united focus and sacrifice. You know, as in, you know, one of the most pivotal scenes of the film, she, she reminds Richard that, you know, she has contributed just as much as he has um, when they in, in that kitchen scene. Very, very pivotal scene. Um, but to you overall, who was kind of your particular favorite character? Uh, that's a difficult question because, like, I wasn't sure if I had a, a favorite character in this film. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if there was a character that entertained me the most, it would entertainment been... Entertainment too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say uh, Rick Macy, which was John Bernthal's yes, character. Yes, John Bernthal, yes. Oh, my goodness. And so it, it was funny because, <laughs> like, when he first came on the uh, on the screen, I was like, is that Punisher? <laughs> yeah, that, that was my initial reaction, too. I was like, is that Shane from The Walking Dead? I was like, <laughs> I'm used to this guy. Uh, seeing this guy play like tough, tough characters, and now he's playing this, you know, this Floridian Caucasian dude with this, you know, forgive me of my Caucasian friends, this very stereotypical Caucasian voice, a white voice, wearing these short shorts, you know, and he's super friendly, <laughs> got the mustache going on, he's super nice, and like it, it threw me off, but he was just he was fun to watch, honestly, like because like. I know John Bernthal, he typically plays these tough roles, like these tough, tough dudes. But seeing him doing like something that's totally different, just completely opposite, it was super entertaining. And not just that, but also seeing how he uh, how he interacted will, with uh, Will Smith's character and how like Will Smith's character keeps like, you know, manipulating him and, you know, trying to like, you know, just like just try to like take advantage of like every situation that he provides. But nonetheless, he has faith in uh and his daughters, because he honestly believes that they could be something great. And so he was a, a cool character nonetheless. And so definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and looking at the direction of this film, especially with, with Ronaldo Marcus Green and, you know, Will Smith said, you, you know, he was there was a, a story about him kind of just being very impressed with the direction and just the vision that that Green had for this film. Like in terms of the direction Ronaldo Marcus Green showed, what impressed you the most about what he was able to put? to put together in this film or just a particular aspect um, that he's, that he was able to drop in this movie. Yeah. I think, um, I think what he portrayed really well in this film was uh, the, the lifestyle or the background of the Williams family when they lived in Compton. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he portrayed this really well when one of his daughters was being hit on by a local, you know, uh, gangster, a local thug. Yeah. Gangbanger. Right. And Mr. Richard, uh, or sorry, Richard Williams, he has spoken to this young man uh, plenty of times. Don't talk to my daughter. 
I don't want you to be affiliated with her at all. She is a minor because she was 16 at the time. And the guy wouldn't listen. And even to the point where uh, he started getting beating, beat up by these gentlemen, you know, by, by these thugs. Yeah. And there's a scene that really surprised me. And there's a scene that really made me think, like, that's why you need to leave the hood or, or the area. Because he's trying so hard to, to make his daughters to be something great, to, to be these star athletes, to, to rise up and, and, and just to raise a standard high. But it's difficult because of these, you know, these situations, you know, thuggish people like trying to talk to them and, and sleep with them. And there's one scene where, so um, he's trying to, he's thinking by himself, trying to go through his thoughts, process his thoughts. He's in the, the tennis court. And one of the thugs, come, well, all the thugs actually, they walk to the tennis court and they were pretty much like trash talking him. And then he gets mad and then he fights them and they beat him up. And then they threatened to pretty much sexually assault uh, his daughters. And so, they drive away and he follows them and he has a gun by his side. And I was that that's the scene that really gets me. I was wondering how valid that was. Like, did he actually in real life, did he actually try to kill those guys? See, and, and I wasn't sure either. Cause like, cause I, I didn't take the time to like fact check and look back on uh, Mr. Wood's yeah. actual lifestyle. But what was fascinating was as he's preparing to shoot this young thug, a drive by happens. Mm-hmm. And the young man is killed, and Mr. Williams rushes back into his van and drives off. And yeah, and a few thoughts came to mind. My first thought was that's tragic because this young man, because of his lifestyle, led to his death. Right? It reminded me of what Jesus says when he says, "If you live by the sword, you will die by the sword." Right? And so you had this young individual. If he would have turned away from his lifestyle, he could have been something different, something great. But instead, because of his foolishness, he paid the consequences. But not just that, too. Mr. Williams, that could, I felt like that young man could have been a reflection of who, or of Mr. Williams himself, if he would have continued with what he did. Because let's say, for instance, if he did go through uh, shooting that young man, he might have got hurt. His family might have got hurt, right? We probably would not even had the, the, the Williams sisters, if, 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 you know what I mean? Like if you, that moment was probably the most pivotal moment of the movie. Cause if he goes through with that, no, all, everything that they work for, everything that they put themselves in position for just goes to, it, it, it goes to spoil because mm-hmm. of the situation that he would have put himself in. So, I mean, that moment right there, if that actually was true, that's probably the most pivotal, pivotal moment of, of that family's, you know, lives. Mm, that's right. And my third thought was this, that, Seeing what has ha- what happened to that young man, I think also not just that, uh, made me realize how important it was for this father, Mr. Williams, to to push his daughters to become something more, something far better. Yeah. And what's actually fascinating, right? Um, within like several scenes of the film after the death of the uh, young thug, you have uh, Mr. Richards or Mr. Williams. He goes back to the tennis court and he's training his kids. And they pull up on him and, you know, he's kind of scared. He doesn't know what they're going to do. And pretty much um, the other thugs say to them, we got your back. We appreciate what you're doing. We see what you're doing and we have your back. And I felt as if 
that scene was it was, it was it, 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 they showed so much respect to him and and ju- and just like admiration for what he was doing because that really was a true a true sign of respect because you would have thought that they would have said something else like almost putting him down just as as it was done before earlier in the film but they mm-hmm. really did, it was like a almost like a a one eighty um, of just what the original thought process of what he was doing and they really did kind of you know show a lot of respect for him yeah. And I think they understood, especially after the, the death of their friend, I think they understood that there has to be something more than, than this lifestyle. And yeah. this father is trying to provide that for his kids. And so it, it was, I, I think that scene in and of itself was probably most pivotal. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say. Definitely. Um, and getting into, into some, some more of the most memorable scenes, um, I had Richard going out to, to find a tennis coach. Um, also, Richard's conversation with Venus about being an, an example for every Black girl. Um, the kitchen scene between Richard and Brandy Rice. Uh, Price, uh, the introduction to Rick Macy's work as a coach. And finest, finally, the Venus um, match with um, Arxanta Sanchez at the 1994 Bank of the West Classic. And looking back at that match, though, like, like the, the last match of the movie where... Venus is, is essentially getting iced. Like our our Xanta is going in the back to you know to to take a to take a bit of a break, but Venus is out there for like minutes upon minutes, just, just waiting. And the, the tactic that that Sanchez uses really, you know, it ends up going in her favor. Um, to you, kind of like what were you know some other memorable scenes in this movie that kind of stood out to you? Yeah, I think for one, um, so the scene between uh, Richard Williams and his wife was very pivotal. Um, mm-hmm. There's a saying, behind every strong man is a strong woman, right? Absolutely. And so Mr. Williams, his pride was getting getting to him. And he was trying to pull all the strings. He was trying to you know, control his daughter's decisions. And so they weren't able to, to enter into the opportunities that they could have. And a lot of their peers were becoming pros or about to become pros because they weren't, you know, entering these competitions, right? Because Missy Williams wanted them to live a normal lifestyle as, as kids, which is understandable. But it got so bad to the point where it felt as if his daughter, I believe Venus, had no voice um, in the same regards to, like, what her future will be. Now, here's the thing. In the kitchen scene, kitchen scene, scene right, his wife reminded yeah. him all the things that she was doing. Not only she even she even helped a great bunch too, and just training them. I mean, yes. she, she she did a lot too that was undernoted. Yes, yes, training uh, Serena uh, when she couldn't be able to to have these same opportunities as her as her sister, uh, but also mm-hmm. just supporting uh, Richard Williams as well. And it was kind of like, hey, brother, like husband, I'm here with you, but don't neglect. Like, don't ignore me. I'm here. See me. I'm she had to bring. It. She had to bring him back down to earth. She had to yes. bring him back down to earth. Yes, like it real re- quick. <laughs> it reminded me. You seen Fences? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It reminded me. It reminded me of that scene. Um, Denzel Washington and I forget who played the wife. You know that scene where he's like, "I'm paying the bills. I'm doing all this and all that," and she's like, "I've been here with you, struggling with you, working hard with you," and like. Pretty much like just oh Vi- Viola Davis, Viola yeah, Davis, Viola yeah. Davis, just rebuking mm-hmm. him, and that's what it reminded me of, where she had to humble him and, and and say, "Hey, I've been struggling here with you, I've been working hard with you, and I've been carrying not only the weight of the children but also you as well." And so, 
Definitely. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back the second half. Welcome back to the show. And now we're getting the second half of our King Richard review. And to start with um, most memorable quotes, um, I had the most dangerous cre- uh, creature on this whole earth is a woman who knows how to think. Um, remember who you are. Remember where you came from. Um, also, I'm in the champion raising business. Um, another one, you've got to uh, stay prepared for wh- whatever's unpredictable. And finally, your Venus Williams are going to win Wimbledon. Um, to, but to you, Serge, like what was maybe like one or two or, or, or maybe just, just, just a particular quote that really um, you feel as though resonated with you? Yeah, I think, um, let's say for one, um, when he says to his daughter, the most amazing creature is a woman who could think. I think that was a very renowned quote because one thing that Mr. Williams has not failed to do is to uphold his children and 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 just praise them and, and raise their confidence and, and, and remind them of who, of who they are. And I think that's very, very important, especially um, as people of color where especially during those times, you don't you, you don't see many black women athletes, you know, um, you don't have major examples on, on, the, on the big screen. You don't have major examples on the big screen. And so saying that to your children and reminding them that, hey, you're strong, you're smart, you're wise. And, and like he's not saying that because he's trying to be cute. Like, no, like he is. He believes the, it. He, he believes it. it. <laughs> and he is holding them to that standard. Like these kids. Yeah. We're like A students, right? And they worked hard and they're, they're putting in the effort. So he's not saying that just to be cute. Like, like they are, like literally like they are, right? And so mm-hmm. not only is he preparing them for the real world by, you know, making sure that they study well and, and get good grades and to be the best of the best in regards to their particular field, but also just encouraging them and empowering them that, because of you, there's going to be other girls who can look, look up to you, especially other girls of color who are going to see this amazing woman who accomplished so much. I think that's a very, very beautiful thing and also a beautiful reality in which in a world where there was lack of representation, this father loved his children enough to, to just encourage them and, and build them up. And not just that, but also have enough foresight to see that because of them, other girls, especially women of color, would see them and be encouraged as well. And so, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and another interesting um, part about this movie that that I was a little surprised by: we know Serena Williams is probably maybe the most famous female athlete, or just may, maybe just just one of the top ten famous athletes ever. As she's you know consistently ascended to, to the top of the ranks, but she wasn't kind of the focus. Between the two sisters, we saw more of Venus than we than we did Serena. Yeah. And knowing now Serena's more popular, like, like how much did did that surprise you? Like, did you feel as though they were going to show more of Serena, or did you feel as though it's one of those things as as they maybe like wanted to put a twist on the the least and not 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 the least, but the lesser of the of the two uh, famous sisters? Mm-hmm. No, it did it did surprise me because like, I mean, of course, like I mean, I know more about Serena than than her sister Venus. And I kind of felt bad because it felt like she was put on the back burner for like she the was. entire movie. Like yes. literally, there's a scene where they are checking into a tournament. And then, of course, Venus and the family, they're checked in to watch Venus play. And then as they leave, Serena stays. Yeah. And she's like, she, I she, like, she's doing her own match. She's doing her own match. She's <laughs> doing her own match. And so no one's paying attention to her. Like no one's concerned about 
even like they kind of even which is crazy to see now because like all the attention is on Serena Williams like it's never not been on Serena Williams (laughs) and and it's funny because like they're watching Venus play and no one's asking hey where's where's Serena (laughs) you know what I mean yeah like like no one's (laughs) and and it had to take it literally had to take um one of the parents in the area he's like hey you didn't tell me I had a second daughter she's doing amazing and he's like Oh, I guess Serena's playing. And so like they're checking her out and they realize that she's now a part of the tournament. And so like it was weird because like literally the whole movie, she's kind of placed on a back burner. Like there's a couple times where she's praised and like, you know, they're trying to build her up as well. And a, a particular scene in which uh King Richard or <laughs> Richard Williams acknowledges <laughs> yeah, yeah, acknowledges that, you know, she has been in the shadow of her sister, but he promises her that she's going to be one of the greatest players, if not the greatest players in tennis. Or, he or told her, your tennis. time is coming. Your, your yeah. time is coming. Yeah. And so at, at the time, they were focusing more on v- Venus because she was accepted um, in, in regards to like one of the coaches, and they were focusing on her because of the opportunities that were, that were at hand. But nonetheless, she wasn't really forgotten because at the same time, though she saw... Her sister being placed in the limelight, her parents still loved her and encouraged her and also just promised her, like, there will be a time for you as well. And we saw that, like, Serena Williams now, is she's she's booming. She's one of the most successful. Everything they said came to pass. Yes. Literally everything they said. Yes. And yes. more. <laughs> and more. And more. And so and it, it was cool because, like, at the end of the movie, they kind of recap all their accomplishments. And it was kind of nice and refreshing to see, like, just their highlights of what all that the sisters have gone through and, like, just the hard work that they put in and just how much they, they accomplished together. And so it's beautiful. Definitely. Um, and, and now transitioning to what did you like the most about the storyline? Um, to me, I just like how this film gave credence to the idea of Richard Williams as, you know, a character who grows into someone whose who choices um, you couldn't always trust, even though history would prove him right um, eventually. Um, but to you, like, what particular element of this storyline did, did, did you kind of like the most? It's a great question. I think the element of uh, family and love, I think is probably the most important element. Um, mm-hmm. So even though Mr. Williams wasn't a perfect man, and even though he was very, very stubborn, nonetheless, he understood that his family needed to come first because there was, yeah. there was a time in which he wouldn't allow his daughters to enter junior tournaments because he realized that a lot of these girls who enter junior tournaments burn out. And so he wanted them to focus more on their studies, on school, on just enjoying the family and just being concerned about their, 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 their being, you know, um, and not just that, but even seeing how the mother supported her husband, how the mother um, loved her daughters. Um, and, and even though sometimes they would butt heads, nonetheless, they'll still come together and love one another. I think that was the most important element because sometimes there are parents who go overboard and they would destroy their whole family just so their kids could succeed, you know? And, and it did seem as if Richard was was kind of getting there, but at times he will pull back and realize that, you know, his family uh, needs to be prioritized. Um, let's say, for instance, another scene that was really cool. So his daughters were bragging because she won a tournament 
and they're just being hubris. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. I was literally just about to ask you about that scene. <laughs> yes, yes. And so they're just being hubris. They're, they were just bragging and, and just showing lack of humility. And what he did, he played this Cinderella film for the family, and they watched it as a family. And then he asked them a question, what did you learn from watching this, right? And then, you know, they're like, uh, bravery, um, you know, this and that. And then he's like, he's like, it's humility. It's important for you to understand that you must have humility, especially in regards to when you go about performing these tournaments, you know, because people are going to see you a certain way, but you need to understand that you need to humble yourself. And so I thought it was quite fascinating how he wanted to teach his kids something that is far more than just uh, the material, you know, like he wanted to teach his kids that don't go about uh, just being, you know, these, these self-righteous or, or hubris type figures. And you forget about where you come from. You neglect um, the other players who also performed well. Like you want to behave yourselves correctly, especially in public. And, and these are very, very important traits that not only as individuals we should have, but also important traits that you should instill in your children as well. And so it was nice to see how King Richard could have been the type of person where he would say, demolish them, destroy them, and just like just 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 breed negativity and just sinful thought into his daughters. But nonetheless, he wanted them to if he, he wanted them to be successful, but in the right way. To be humble. Yeah, and, and, to work and, and, hard. And, and that's and, and that, yeah, and that, and that, that's really another thing, because you see like other not, not to compare it to any other parents, but you look at you you, you you look at a parent like LeVar Ball in terms of how popular he is with his kids and the image of some people saying like, oh, he was too much at the center of attention. Like, do you feel as though with Richard Williams, there could be a fair case of him being at the center of attention, but also it it he, it had to be that way so they could so they could know like they had a reaffirming person in their lives that was gonna you know push them forward. Yeah. So like like Levar Ball. Let's say in the case of LeVar Ball, like he said a lot of outlandish stuff, right? But nonetheless, he still loved his boys. And much of what he said pretty much popularized the Ball brothers. And yeah. so Mr. Williams' motivation might have been like, hey, if, you know, if I say these things or if people memorize what I have to say, it might, I guess, popularize my daughters. Maybe that was his motivation. But nonetheless, I think his primary motivation was he wanted to be by his daughter's side. He wanted to help them and encourage them. And he really did believe what he had to say, his plan was the best uh, for his daughters, right? Let's say, for instance, a good example, when uh, Venus was being coached by a well-known coach and the coach is trying to tell her, Whenever you drive or, or hit, you want to be closed, right? And then Mr. Williams is like, no, 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 you got to do open stance. And like, you know, Mr. Williams and his coaches arguing back and forth, mm -hmm. you know, was Mr. Williams wrong for arguing with this coach? Maybe, you know, he might have been maybe a little bit, you know, hubris or whatever, but he really did believe, I guess, in his tactics that really helped his daughter. And so I, I think his, his intent was right. He may not have been right all the time, 
but I think his desire, nonetheless, no matter how outlandish he was or how controlling he was, I think he really just wanted to help his daughters at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And, and before we get to our last topic, um, obviously, you know, Will Smith at the, at the center of this film and, you know, in a high profile type of uh, a, a character role and position, he's definitely going to get Oscar buzz w- uh, with this type of movie. He's been nominated twice uh, in, in his past career um, and n- he's never won one. But obviously, l- l- like this film is going to get a lot of attention. But in terms of just like this movie and this film for him and just how he's how his career has developed into into being you know one of the most you know popular entertainers that we have like what did you think about just what this movie does for his image and in, in terms of maybe maybe an oscar and just how his career overall has shaped into one where he's he he can do numerous types of roles he's he's had some misses but this one is definitely one that has been in the top tier uh, of his of his past recent work mm. i think it's no doubt that we could say that will smith is one of the most versatile actors um, of our time, and also just renowned actors of our time. I think he, I think he can be considered up there with Denzel, because he has played the action role. Um, we've seen Suicide Squad, we've seen Wild Wild West, we've seen Bad Boys, Bad Boys Two, Bad Boys Three, but also he can play a more Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for <laughs> Life, right, right. But he's also played, let's say, far more intellectual or even sentimental rules, such as I love this film, The Pursuit of Happiness, right? Or Seven Pounds, or um, I think even... Seven Pounds is underrated. Seven Pounds is super underrated. Yes, yes, yes. And so I I think, if anything, having this movie under his belt would just prove Will Smith to be the type of actor he is. Because it's been a while since he's played a more sentimental... Uh, more empathetic role because his recent movies has been action movies such as Suicide Squad, uh, Bad Boys 3, you know. And so it's kind of nice to see him go back to playing a character that is more loving, more nurturing, um, more thought-provoking in regards to his actions and his plans and just more family-oriented. So... Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know if Savon would would agree about the the Will Smith Denzel comparison. Savon, I know what I meant was in regard. I think he's he he may not be okay. I want to say he's as good as Denzel, but okay. in regards to the field, in regards to time, in regards to oh, like yeah. the style of movies, like being able to be versatile, I think he's wide up there. Wide range, up there with him. Not mm-hmm. a- equivalent to Denzel, but he's up there with him. And so, Absolutely. yeah, I, 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 I definitely can understand that point there. Um, but getting to our last topic, ten years from now, you know, do, do you still think this will be a watchable, intriguing movie? Um, I, I feel as though it will, because it being half sports movie and half biopic, um, this is this is a very inspirational type of film. And I, and I think whenever you have a, 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 a actor like Will Smith who's being put in this position and just putting on a master clinic of a display. Um, of being being a, a father and a parent in this in this role, I do think it's a type of movie that can age very well um, as as a, a very great as one of the great sports movies we've had in a while. Um, but but in terms of how this movie will age, like, do you think ten years from now this will still be a watchable, intriguing movie? I mean, I I I do believe it can because I mean, it's Will Smith. He is one of the biggest actors and the biggest stars of our time. 
And even to this day, like, I still enjoy Wild Wild West, right? I still enjoy uh, Bad Boys, the Bad Boys series. Even like Pursuit of Happiness, like, that's still a great film that is watchable to this day. Um, And so I, I think because of who Will Smith is being such a big character, I think also not just that, but also um, just in regards to just the type of film it is. Um, Serena Williams and Venus Williams being uh, some of the most biggest athletes of our time. I think people can and probably still will enjoy this a decade from now. Definitely. And and in terms of like, because I've heard people say like other other actors could have possibly played this role. Maybe like a, 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 a Don Cheadle could have played this role as King Richard. Like in terms of somebody else who could have done this, obviously Will Smith did an excellent job. Like, was there any other other actor you felt as though possibly could have pulled off this role the way Will Smith did? Yeah. I mean, I could see, I could definitely see Don Cheadle playing this role. Um, maybe possibly, possibly like Idris Elba. Yes. Um, so like, do you think do you think it would have been as big? It's hard to say because yeah. Richard Williams, this one thing that stuck out to me, Richard Williams was far more darker complected than Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you you really can't deny that. You really can like 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 Google an image of him and you'll see a a, a major contrast. Major ma- major contrast. And there's 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 nothing wrong with that, but if 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 I if I really wanted to be realistic, right, and I wanted to portray the movie as accurate as possible, like for me, having someone like Don Cheadle, Idris Silva, or a more darker complected individual play Richard Williams, I think would have been more realistic. Now, would it be as popular? Maybe not, because again, it's Will Smith, right? Uh, one of the yeah. most well-known actors of our day. That we've ever and had. So, ever ever had? Yeah, yeah, and so. But I'll probably select either an Idris Elba, Don Cheadle, like another darker complected brother. Um, I think it had definitely played this role well, and so absolutely. Um, and, and 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 looking forward to to, to more movies like this, or, or maybe j- j- just more sports films. In, in terms of in, in terms of seeing the, uh, these types of movies portrayed, like like, do you feel as though there can be more movies like this of of inspirational stories? Because we definitely, because you you even mentioned uh, movies like with um with, with Idris Elba recently being in Concrete Cowboy, obviously he's been in The Harder They Fall, and, and Jonathan Majors with some of the roles that he's had. Like where in terms of other other inspirational movies or maybe uh, j- j- just films with, with with black major actors, um where do you think the, the 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 direction of movies like this can go? Like do you feel as though we can see more King King Richard movies? Um maybe just not even in a sports sense, but just in an everyday sense of Black parents being inspirations to, uh, to younger, younger people? Uh, most definitely. Like, so, like, in regards to just uh, Black entertainment, Black media, I mean, it's been a thing ever since, like, I think mid, early to mid-1900s. And, and it, it's kind of as if, like, there's been a comeback, especially after Get Out, where we see more and more that Black That started it. That really brought it up. Yeah, yeah. And so, and it, it's a beautiful thing because, like, let's say, for instance, you have Get Out, you have Us, you have Black Panther, which did really, really well in the box office. And then, like, you have smaller films such as, let's say, for instance, Guava Island, um, which is 
predominantly, if not all, a Black cast. You have Monster, which is also a great film. I think these type of films um, have a, a certain type of gravitas to it because you have a people who somewhat has been uh, underrepresented. And seeing how these people can make excellent films with a predominantly Black cast or a predominantly culturally speaking, uh, a Black culture, I think speaks volumes. Um, because like I enjoy, let's say, for instance, Monster. I enjoy Guava Island and, and seeing like an Afro-Caribbean or Afro-Cuban culture. And it, it speaks volumes because you don't, oftentimes you don't see that too much. And it I is going to be rare. It is going to be rare for you to see a Guava Island movie in a while. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, it, yes. that's going to be a rarity. <laughs> yes. And so I would love to see more films like that, especially in a role of uh, like parental figures and, and how they go about raising their kids. Because again, oftentimes this, this past century, uh, Black representation in regards to film isn't as prevalent, but thank God, like it's it's becoming more prevalent and you're seeing other aspects of culture. And now I, I would even say not only just Black entertainment, but even like other um, films as well. Like Korean entertainment is popping right now. Like Squid Definitely. Games. Yes. Squid Games was fire. Oh my goodness. Oh it's my really goodness. fire. You know, I mean, I agree with every single thing within the film, but nonetheless, it was like completely broke Netflix records instantly, broke Netflix records instantly. And who would have thought that a Korean film, a film that a lot of Americans, you know, don't pay attention to in regards to language and they can't understand. Right. Would have broken such records. Right. And even I mean, not just Squid Games, but like there's other films such as Parasite that like broke the box office. I think 2018 and like won an Oscar, right? And yeah, so, uh, uh, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Oh, 2019. Thank you, thank you. And so, seeing more films that represent certain cultures and mm-hmm. and and certain backgrounds, I, I think we need more of that because um, it's a beautiful thing. We all have a story to tell, right? Um, I'm telling so, you, there are so many stories that haven't been told yet, and I feel as though it's just going to increase year to year. So many stories that are just going to blow us away that we just haven't even heard of. I agree. I agree. Definitely. Well, Serge, it, is, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on as always. And thank you so much for being back on, man. Hey, thank you for bringing me back, brother. It's been a pleasure. So definitely. Well, that wraps it up for today. I'm Rose Winter Burns. This has been Full Scope. See you later.